0: Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Sunday, August 21st, 2022, and this is day 1615 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So, let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you. We honor you. Unlike any others, there is no one like you. Thank you, Lord, for your provisions. Thank you, Lord, for friendships and for relationships and allowing us to celebrate with one another and honor one another as we honor you. I thank you so much for equipping us to go forth and fulfill the purpose that you've given us for this day. I ask, Father, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today. Let it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so, so very much for tuning in. Today's message is your value system. What is your value system? How did you come about have this value system? What what does it look like? What does it feel like? Um is it based upon your environment, the way you were raised, that you that um dictated the values that you have? Have you changed your values because You are now a changed person. Um, Let's learn more about values. Uh, We're coming out of James chapter 1 verses 19 through 27. James chapter 1 verses 19 through 27. And I have gotten to that absolutely. Okay. So, and this James is uh, James, Jesus's brother. And uh, he was a leader in the Jerusalem church. So, and I love the way James just makes it very plain. (laughs) You know, you don't have to guess with him. He makes it very clear. So he says, my dear brothers and sisters. So that lets you know he's talking to fellow believers. He says, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, And slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. So when we think about it, anger is a natural emotion that God gave us. uh, But um, he is saying, be slow to speak and be slow to become angry. uh, Because of what anger produces. And it does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. So we need to... uh, get away from our old filthy ways, uh, not you. I'm just just saying in general, if that fits. <laughs> I know I had to. It fit me. And uh, you may not look at it as filthy, but before we came to know Jesus, we were all filthy. Every single one of us had issues. And even after we come to know the Lord, we still have some issues. But the difference is, it's covered by the blood of Jesus. And we have uh, this wonderful privilege and opportunity to repent from any sins we 're no longer called sinners uh once before we were saved, we were considered sinners now we 're considered uh child of the king uh we 're heirs and joint heirs with jesus christ we 're ambassadors of jesus uh and we will sometimes slip and it 's time to the, God gives us a way out. Uh, But he no longer calls us uh, sinners once we accept him as Savior. Verse 22 says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror. And after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom, that's the Word of God, and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Oh, James, hit the nail on the head with this one because we can sit up and go to church, we can listen to uh, go to Bible study or listen to it on Zoom or do all these different things and hear the Word and hear and hear. But if we never take action, if we never uh, become a doer of what we're hearing, then it's all in vain. But he's saying, but if we do it, we will be blessed in what we do. Verse 26, those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. So he's talking about you know our spirituality, our belief in God, you know we claim that we believe God and love god, but but yet we're cussing people out still or or we're gossiping still, or we're we're uh talking bad you know about people are judging them, you know that is not of God, so he's saying we need to learn this and how to keep a tight rein on our tongues. That means we have control over just like we uh, can control uh, a horse when we're riding it. He talks about that as well. Uh, But yet our tongue, (laughs) that little thing in our body, can start a tremendous forest fire just with our words. We hold the power of life and death in our tongues. We can speak life or we can speak death. And so we have to be very careful about even what we're saying about ourselves. Oh, I don't have nothing. I'm all, yeah, I'm sick. I'm, you know, yeah, I've got this. I've got this. I've got that. Whatever it is, you know, sickness. We don't have to say we've got it. What we, we, we're walking in faith. We can say something like, hmm, I was diagnosed with this, but God says This, (laughs) but God has the final say, right? You know, so we want to make sure that we're not accepting something up on ourselves because we're opening a, a door, uh, unconsciously, many times, unintentionally, when we say that we have certain things, and God is saying, You're healed, it may not be manifested to where you see it, but you're healed. So we need to be aware of those things. And so he says in verse 27, Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this. To look after orphans and widows in their distress and keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Two things that we should do. To keep ourselves, well, number one, look after widows and orphans. And then we have the power to keep ourselves uh, from being polluted by the world. So in my commentary, it says that in the first century, orphans and widows had very little means of economic support unless a family member was willing to care for them. They were reduced to begging, selling themselves as slaves, are starving by caring for these powerless people or are, are starving. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. By caring for these powerless people, the church Put God's word into practice. When we give with no hope of receiving in return, we show what it means to serve others. So you don't expect payback. (laughs) Yeah, I'll do this for you, but I'm going to make sure that when I'm in need, I'm going to remind you what I did for you. Mm -mm -mm. Nope, 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 that's not of God. God is saying you do it without even expecting anything back. And then when he talks about keeping ourselves uh, from being polluted by the world, we need to commit ourselves to Christ's ethical and moral system, not the world's. You know, we are not to adapt the world's value system, uh, which is based on money and power. And I'll be talking about that in a little bit. But yeah, we should not base our value system on the world's value system. So let's go to our points. Point number one. Out with the old and in with the new. Although we as believers live in this world, our value system is totally the opposite of this world's system. For example, before we came to know Jesus as Savior and Lord in our lives, our value system was based on money, power, and pleasure. God's value system is based upon unconditional love. Loving others just because. No strings attached. That means... We help those who are not able to help themselves. We put others before ourselves. We love others as we love ourselves. It's no longer all about me, right? You know, before, you know, and and many were spoiled. Many of us, many of you (laughs) were spoiled as a child. And, you know, it's all about me. I want this. I want that. And even there's adults, you know, that are that same way, (laughs) I want this, I want that. You know, uh, I need my mom or my daddy to take care of me, even though I'm 55 years old. (laughs) God is saying, no, 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 no. And that is a selfish mentality, unless there's something wrong and you're incapable of doing so. Our actions show that even in the way we listen to others, truly listening to hear what they have to say, instead of taking up, Uh, all the airspace, talking about ourselves. We are focused more on the other person and their needs. We are more focused on truly hearing and being slow to speak. And when there are certain things that happen, Uh, we were talking to our pastor yesterday and she was telling us about something that had happened. Someone had done them so horribly wrong. Oh my gosh. That caused them to take on so much debt. But God brought them out of it. And she said, you know what? I forgave that person. I don't have a problem if I see them. I don't have a problem just speaking their names. I have forgiven them. And that says a lot because most of us, Uh, can harbor uh, ill will towards someone because of what they've done to us. And we understand that. However, our our value system is different from the world's value system. Once upon a time when we were in the world, that's how we lived. Repay evil for evil. And God said, no, quite the opposite. He said, vengeance is mine. I will repay. (laughs) He said, instead, when your enemy comes, if they're hungry, give them something to eat. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. By doing so, you're heaping coals upon their heads. And so you are literally doing the opposite of the world. And the enemy is so blown away. Like, oh my goodness, this didn't work. <laughs> what am I going to do now? You know, this what they're doing is making me feel you know, guilty or making me feel like, hey, it's not working. (laughs) So we need to obey God and do his will. Point number two, we change from darkness to light through the word of God. Our actions after hearing the word of God are most important because we are yielded, yielding our will to God's will through our obedience to him. Now we're producing fruit. Uh, we're no longer a dead wilting tree. You know how you have dead trees possibly in your yard and and they just look horrible. And then you've got these other trees that are doing well and the green leaves. And and it's like, I got to cut that thing down <laughs> because, you know, it's taken away from the beauty of all the other trees So this one is producing nothing. I'll give it maybe another year to see if it will and and prune it back and do all those different things that you're supposed to do and and give it some fertilizer or whatever it is you should do. I'm not a tree person that knows how to do that, but um, God knows what to do. And so you may do all those things and then you see it the next year is still no change like it's time to cut it down or you see it the next year and it's starting you can see a bud coming and it's like oh my goodness it's it's starting to flourish and that's how it is with us you know uh, as we are changing even if it's one little thing as we are beginning to change it will catch on and the rest of our the parts of our body will line up and begin to do the same they will begin to produce good fruit. We're alive, um, thri- and we're alive, thriving in joy and peace and the love of God when producing good fruit. Let me tell you something that happened to me <laughs> years ago uh, when in business. I'm, I am an entrepreneur from the heart. Uh, it's in my jeans. And I remember uh, the main goal was to make money. You know, nothing wrong with making money. But for me as a believer, uh, and the goal was, of course, to serve my customers and take care of them. But I was always looking at the bottom line, in which we should do that. But the motivation was, I want to reach that million dollar mark. And that was years ago. Nowadays, it's the billion dollar mark. But I just I wanted to reach that million dollar mark. You know, whatever I needed to try to do, however many doors I need to knock on, however many uh, events I had to handle because it was serving cleaning. We did events and parties and things like that. We helped to set up and, and clean up and serve and all that stuff so that the that our customer could enjoy their own event, their own wedding, their own birthday party, their own graduation party, whatever it was. And my goal was, okay, if I get this many customers uh, this year in a year, and, and I did this many types of events, this will equal out to a million dollars. And you know, I never reached that million dollar mark. <laughs> but let me tell you something that I did reach. I reached an understanding in God. I I got the knowledge of God. I finally got it. I got his wisdom to apply that knowledge. And uh, and having that understanding meant so much more. I understood that, you know what? The money will come. We don't have to chase money. (laughs) Money chases us when we're doing the will of God. So we don't have to worry about that. You know, of course, you know, you want to give your due diligence. You want to be a good steward of the business God has blessed you with or whatever the job you work or the career that you're in. You want to be a good steward of that. And God showed me so much and opened my eyes. Yeah, that layer of scales were removed from my eyes and I saw, aha. Uh-huh. And now the business that he's given me, which will be two years in March, is a transition zone. And it really fits because we're transitioning all the time and I'm serving youth and their families really, uh, but the youth and teaching them skills and showing them love so that they can thrive in life and be uh, good um, community members, uh, but more so than worldly community members. Oh, glory to God, community members of the Lord. Yep. (laughs) And I don't have to come and beat it down over their heads or anything, just walking into the room because Jesus lives in me just as he does in you. And you walk in that space and people can't help but say, hmm, I need to talk to them and find out something about whatever it is. That's motivating them. I need to know, and I've had so many, not just youth, but adults too. What is it that's going on with you? Oh, hey, it's Jesus. And they're like, How about, how do I get some of that? <laughs> they may not say it like that, but they'll ask a lot of questions. And you, us, we need to be ready at all times to answer those questions in season or out. So now it's more so serving and making sure that I'm pouring out and giving all that God has given me to share with the youth uh, and with their families and equipping them and empowering them so that they can be thriving adults in their career path. You know, I'll never forget when I did have the business Serving Clean, we were still serving and equipping and empowering people. And uh, uh, one of the young men that worked for us, he was a teenager and he loved cooking. Uh, His mom told me later that he really enjoyed cooking and he enjoyed working for us because he got to experience so much of that and seeing and meeting different caterers and chefs. and, And it just motivated him. And so later in life, he became a cook. I don't know if he became a chef or, you know, to what capacity. But she said, thank you for motivating my son. It's just something like that. It was years ago when she shared that with me. And it blessed my heart because, you see, that's what it's all about. There is no amount of money that could ever replace that, knowing that a life was changed. And uh, now they're able to move forward in a positive way. What about you? What is your value system like? Is it all about power and fame and you know um, prestige, all those things? Well, God is saying, I have a new value system for you. And it's all about sharing the love of God with others and encouraging them and listening to them and, and putting the word of God in action. If you don't know Jesus is your savior, this is your day. (laughs) That's what it's all about. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And that is the best, best thing ever because it determines where you will spend eternity, either in heaven or in hell there is only one of two places. All right, mighty warriors, I love you all so, so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, jackiebikesministries.org, J A C K I E, be like boy, U Y C K S ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on T Zone Learn more about what we're doing in the community. As I said before, we're working with our youth and we're serving them and loving on them and teaching them workforce skills, life skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation and human and sex trafficking awareness. So if you're looking for a good place to plant some good seed and good ground, or seed in good ground, hey, this would be it. So we certainly appreciate your financial support, your prayers, and uh, you know, just your love. So that is so important. And thank you to all of our donors. We appreciate you so very much.